0: To fresh take you are listening to the fresh take network.
1: to the ISO. Joshua, Adam, and Arbeth, not with the coach, Coach Francis. One on, one on. The real deal, Coach Francis. <laughs> uh, we haven't really done a pod uh, on the NBA season with you. We did an early little preview with Senator. We got you going on right now. I guess kind of the, uh, the started off here. My first basic question for you is just kind of your thoughts on, you know, we've been three weeks into the NBA season. What are your kind of initial thoughts so far early on to the season?
0: Uh, two big things is the first one is the whole, uh, bucks thing was not working out how we thought it would work out. Like it's taking, I thought that would have been a a very seamless, um, transition, I guess like, yeah, they're still, what what are they? Five and five and three. Uh, no,
1: seven and five.
0: Seven and five. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Double check. But I, I see a stat where they were like seven and four, seven and four. Yeah, I saw, I saw I saw a start where they're like the seventh, or no, sorry, the worst um defensive rating in the whole NBA.
1: Yeah, well, because Dame is one of the worst defensive guards in the league. Yeah. And Jay Crowder going down should not affect you that much defensively that it has. Brooke was really good defensively last year. He yes, seems yeah. to take a step back. Giannis seems like he's taking a step back. And Senator brought this up when we did uh the first isopod we did, you know. You more or less helped your biggest rival in the division with that trade because they got Drew, and now having that that backcourt of Derek White and Drew is maybe the best defensive backcourt in the league.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, all all of that said, like they, I thought it would have been a very quick jump for them. So that's been one, I guess, shocker to me. And yeah. the other, honestly, is uh, our team, the Lakers. I mm. even though like I'm not I'm not actually worried about what I'm seeing. Um, I thought the way how we ended last year, how we kept a lot of those pieces, how we added pieces who I thought were going to fit in very seamlessly. Um, It's been a struggle. Like, yeah, we're, I think we're, we're what? We, we lost last night. So I think we're, we're five away.
1: and, no, we're six and six.
0: So, yeah, we're either 500 or, either 500 we're or 500. Yeah, we're 500. Yeah, so with all that going, all that going on, I'm like, I thought we would have started out, I don't know, like what, six, six and six? That's 12 games. Maybe like nine and three. Something like that. I'll yeah, AD's
1: That's just a been so inconsistent.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. he's been consistent. Gabe Vincent hasn't hasn't panned out at all. He's been hurt for yeah, basically, like like he's, he's played, played like three, four games. Played, yeah, but but he's been hurt. And the last game he played, he was like two for sixteen or whatever yeah. it was. Um, I thought I think Austin Reeves is tired right now because he because he's 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 had basketball consistently for a long time. He played all of last year pretty much. Went to a deep playoff run went to go do the whole uh US the US basketball thing this summer and then came right back at the training camp and he's playing again. Yeah. So I think so I think he he might be a little gassed. Um Yeah,
1: D'Lo mentioned that the other day. D'Lo said like he's still getting his legs. Dilo I think has been the one real shot like Dilo has just been great. Like I I have nothing so- negative to say about D'Lo at all.
0: Dilo and as of late, I'm gonna give a shout, shout, shout out to uh Carmelish man. I've been mm-hmm. I've been I've been I've been saying that this kicking you have years been for like since since Simon Duke come like, He can hoop. The biggest problem with him that is kind of all played always plagued him is that um he he's not like one of those guys who are, like you you know they love the sport. So he's yes. he's kind of just you know well all, all the reports say that he's just one of those guys that kind of just come to the gym, play basketball, go home. Yeah, you know, they're not they're not putting in the extra work to like, to get consistently better, um. But yeah, I I've, those like I, I I wanted him on the team for so long, so now he's here. He's kind of showing he's had what three or four big games in the last two weeks. You know, he had the Suns game, even the game where he missed the game winner. Like Braun obviously trusted him for a
1: reason. He did. You know, and then he came. You gotta out put that confidence it. into a guy early, right? Like as a coach, like you miss that shot and it sucks. You lose. But you gotta like that because you put the confidence in him, and that boosts his confidence. Even though he didn't make it, he knows yeah. now that the best player on the team trusts him.
0: Yeah, yeah. And then he's been producing, and then even when it was it? I think it was, I want to say after the Phoenix game where Cam had like twenty two or whatever he had, and then Braun came on. He, was, he, he 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 had that kind of like as Braun always does has those like kind of like the king is back like like those kind of comments. I G like he 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 made a he made a response. He came on and said that uh what do you say exactly he's like for, for, for all those guys who think they know basketball look what Cameron did tonight like like you know like i'm always gonna make the right basketball play so he came on kind of like i tried to stick it to the audience and stuff what
1: something like that in- yeah
0: something like Bron that has in, he has trust in, it, in it himself and i think that's a big piece for us
1: yeah i, I think it's also you know again being a coach you know there's like also too many players in the team right now like who do you feed who do you want i mean i think darvin's having trouble with this because Rui comes back Rui has that great game against portland and then yesterday to play 17 minutes yeah and obviously you need to get Rui more minutes but he's now been really happy with the minutes that cam's been having and soon he's gonna have to put vando back into this as well so it's and jackson hayes been putting up good minutes too so it's you know finding jackson hayes good minutes so there's a lot of depth in this team but doc rivers was talking about this on bill simmons pod like you know At the end of the day, you want to have seven good guys. You can trust in rotation when it comes to the playoffs, more or less. And the Lakers are just far deeper than that right now with quality guys. And it's up to Darwin to really find who his quality guys are and what lineups work right now. And that's where he's struggling. But it's also on AD that he has to be consistent night to night. He was really good in that Portland game, which you should do. But in that uh, game against the Kings last night, he was not consistent at all. And I think they got it to within – Six last night against the Kings, and the momentum was rising, but that's when he's got to be a guy that takes over. Can't just be Braun every night,
0: even like with all that being said. You got to give him the benefit of the doubt. Like, if if AD is even half of what he normally is, yeah, that's a win for the Lakers. Because when do you see D produce that consistent? Like, he's had numbers where he's had like 25 and so but mm-hmm. he was like 28 on like. I don't stats again, but I'm pretty sure he's, he was shooting the ball really well. I think at one time he was like 6 for 11. Like, he shot the ball really well. Um, so, you have him doing that. And then you have Braun at, what, 28 points, whatever it was. Like yeah, he
1: tripled Dub, I believe, the other day.
0: Triple Dub. You got the guys producing. And you can't be the one that lets the Lakers down consistently. Yeah. you know, But it is what it is. That's what he's been. He's been consistently in- inconsistent, you know.
1: They have a nice schedule coming up. You got the Blazers for the tournament game and, you know, they're going to get out of their division for the tournament right now. And it actually seems like they're one of the teams that really care about winning this, this tournament. Um, what are you thoughts so far about the tournament overall? Like, have you started the kind of buy-in and get kind of excited about it or do you still not care?
0: So I, end of the day, basketball is basketball. So I, I enjoy watching basketball where it's played competitively. Um, but in regards to the league, like, I don't know how much I buy into it right now, just because, yeah, there has been some cool, exciting games, I guess, for, which is odd for like October, November in the NBA, or, or, or honestly, anytime before Christmas. The yeah. NBA season really starts Christmas, so it's odd to kind of see these games where it's like, wow, like, these are they're competing, um, so that's nice, but I don't think we'll actually figure it out and kind of know how successful it is until maybe the whole year passes and we kind of look at it as a whole, but even with the whole, um, I, I don't do CBL stuff, but with the whole target score in the, yeah. game, that was so like, when I, I remember when I first started, I'm like, this is so dumb, you know? And then as I see it more, I'm like, Oh wait, like it actually, like it, it looks good. It feels good. And then even us doing with CBL, like every game has a game winner. So like, I, I don't know, like obviously you want like traditional endings, like, pocket zero you know whatever but like yeah this ending stuff is really cool so i think um i think with this whole this whole like in-season tournament i think as of right now it's gonna be whatever but we'll see if it kind of rolls down that that kind of um that that kind of lane of being this these new things that work with the nba you know
1: yeah i mean i i like that they've set things apart like we have the courts that set things apart and it does you know, here's some players, like there isn't every player that makes 500K. And obviously some of that gets changed with taxes and agent fees and everything like that. So there is a few players you're going to see playing harder for it. And, you know, there's a guy like LeBron. He knows he doesn't have much time in this league. He'd like to be the one that wins the first ever one. So I do see the players. I think I underestimated how competitive they would be about it. You do see a few players be like, yeah, we want to win. And then you even heard the Suns the other day. We've never won a championship. So let's be the first to win this. So I do think it seems rev up. And especially when we get to the finals in Vegas, the guys will take it hard. And like you said, like it's the middle of November, uh, December, like football is still king. So if you can have something that makes basketball kind of matter and hit in those ratings. It's going to matter. And we've seen it impacted in the ratings right now. Uh, That, that um, what was it? The Suns and the Spurs game, that got up to like 10 million. That Lakers and Suns game was about 10, 9 million. So the ratings have jumped up this season. I think the tournament has something to do with it. Wimby has something to do with it. There is definitely more of an interest in the game this year. And, like, the one thing that I, as I'm watching, it, I'm like, I didn't
0: know, like, in hindsight, it makes sense, but I didn't know that they were going to have the distinct, the, the, the varying degrees of distinction for the courts. So, that yeah. the Lakers home court is, like, the regular home court. And then you see them in the, the, the um... The tournament, I'm like, whoa, that's a very bright and like <laughs> yeah. this is crazy. So, like, that kind of shocked me. So, like, that was something that I liked about that, that. I like about it currently for sure. Yeah,
1: I was watching after I finished my game from the dinos on uh, Friday. I'm driving home and put the Suns and Lakers game on in my car to listen to on the way home. And I couldn't see the score because you know it's 10 o'clock at night, and you have your phone, you have the TV version on your phone, but you just see like the purple. <laughs> The court, and you can't see the score on it because it's so it's such a loud color. But it does add to a a different version of everything. So I do think it is kind of cool to get a chance to have like something that kind of puts things apart. Is there a is there a particular team? There is a team I'm really surprised by this year. But is there a team that you've seen like okay, I thought they'd be garbage, and they're much better than I thought they would be.
0: Um, not necessarily. I mean, I mean like. There's not anyone where I'm. Well, I mean, like I guess the Spurs. Like I didn't. I guess I'll. i just say like I didn't think Victor. Like, I knew he was projected as a great talent, but they're beating some. They're winning some games. Where I'm like, you have no business winning this game. Like the two games against the Suns, for them to yeah. come on and win and, and win those games and like Victor be as dynamic as he was in those games. Um, like I'm impressed with them with those wins. Um, maybe as we'll see down the road, we'll see that maybe. The Spurs. I mean, sorry, um, the Suns are not who we think they are, and maybe it'll just show that they're just not that good. But yeah, with all the hype around the Suns, like I was very impressed with how the Spurs looked in those two games. Um, maybe, maybe even the Sixers as well, because like, yeah, you like it's kind of weird to say that with like MB being how like, the MVP was last year, but if you're taking away 20 points and five rebounds, five assists, whatever it was that James Harden has, if you're taking that away for basically. It's proven to kind of be nothing right now, but and they're still where? where, where are they? They're first or second in the in the East right Eight now. Eight and
1: three. Well, you get to put the ball into Maxi's hands more, and Maxi gets to kind of do what he needs to do, and the role players get to shine off more, right? Like having a Roko, having a Batum. I think we're nice pieces in that trade, yeah, sure. and even a guy like Kelly Ubre now is uh, hopefully he'll be okay and get to come back soon after getting hit by a car. But he's had a chance to settle, and even Tobias who. Last year was relegated to the fourth player, he gets to go back to being the third player. So, little things like that can change things. And I, I think the one thing you've seen this year is, you know, like good coaching goes a long way. And we've sure. seen that with Nick Nurse there. And then my my surprise team is Houston. But that thing, I think it's because am MI Adoka. Like he's changed the entire culture around there. And it helps the guy like Zingun beefed up and they brought adults in the room like Dylan Brooks and uh, Van Fleet that want to win and show how to win and come from winning situations. So I think that helps a lot of the young guys there. But th- those are two of the biggest coaching situations you've seen this year with Houston with Amadoka and Philly with Nurse. Doc is a great coach, no doubt about it. But you can see Embiid's passing a lot more with having Nurse in the in the lineup.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think... Sidelines. I think, um, yeah, I think what um, Nick Nurse has brought and what he always kind of brings is a kind of like a defensive identity. And you mm-hmm. have guys like Mac who he's, he's empowering... Maxi to kind of be that dynamic player with a ball in his hands. Yeah, I know like last year he was playing kind of off the ball a lot with um, James Harden, but now he has a ball in his hands. And you're kind of – you have a healthy Embiid. Have, like mm-hmm. the first time in – well, I mean he helped the end of the year last year, but the first time in a while like Embiid looks and feels and – not feels, but he looks healthy, you know. So maybe that – this might be – if this is the Embiid that we all see – that is consistently like it's unhealthy. Like, they're a very good team. They're always a, they're always been a very good team, you know? But it's when he is either inconsistent or hurt, that's where they kind of fall off.
1: One team we're not surprised, I and mean, we haven't had a chance to talk about this, this is the Clippers. I actually posted this on, on, on Twitter the other day. I enjoy watching Clipper games just because it's such a joke of bad basketball. And Ty Lue's a good coach, but, like, they were actually playing really good before this trade happened. I thought, you know, they, they figured how to use Russ I to use Kawhi and you have the figure Paul George, but now their best lineup is when Russ and Harden are off the floor and it's just PG and Kawhi. But when Harden's on, this team is such a bad team and they don't really have a big on their floor. They have Zubak who's fine. They just got Daniel Tice. He's, he's okay. But you're, you're in the West where you got a deal on a daily night. You got to go against Jokic, Sangoon, Anthony Davis, Sabonis, Cat and Gobert. Um, You know, even the Suns have an okay big with, you know, with Nurk that you have to compete with, not the same way those other ones are. But my point is they have to go, the the league is changing to having a dominant big back again, specifically in the West, and they have no answers for big. And you saw that in that Nuggets game the other day, it got to the point where Mike Malone's like, we're just going to dump it down to Jokic every single time at the end there. And then because they don't really think on the fly, I don't know if you saw the one play, they thought they'd come and set the post up for Jokic. Reggie Jackson just took it, isoed, walked right into the lane because they set the double team for Jokic, and they were waiting for that. And as soon as they set the double team for Jokic, ready to go in and take the easy iso take.
0: Yeah, I mean, I like Tai Lue. I wanted him as a Lakers coach. Uh, yeah, me too. After Mike Brown and stuff, um, I wanted him for a coach. But I think – we're seeing a few things. We're seeing that we, that, that we know exactly who Russell Westbrook is. Yeah. He is a guy that does really well with the ball in his hands. Like that has been consistent. Even as he, the times he looked at the Lakers, he had the ball in his hands going downhill. He's playing freely. So we mm-hmm. know who he, is. and now to bring in a guard who's so ball dominant and James Harden, who is not as explosive, who is kind of one dimensional right now on this only playing through pick and roll. Like his ISO game is pretty much, not in void unless he's feeling really good, but like that th- doesn't work. in not even NBA two K does that does does those two guards together work? No, so, they work in Houston. Yeah, yeah, we've we seen it. We've seen it already, you know. And even in OKC, like I know it's kind of like yeah, James Harden was already six man, whatever, whatever. But like their he best was a six line- man then. Yeah, yeah, I'm saying, but their 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 best lineups were when Harden had the ball in his hands. Yeah, and. Westbrook kind of had that that that, re- that revenge tour MVP season, so now you got two two people who are at the end of their careers who think the best of the ball in their hands, and it's just, it, it doesn't work. And then you have no bigs. It's just I don't know, as a Laker fan, I love it. So
1: oh, it's great. It's it's pure comedy. Just as someone that you know breaks down the game and watches the game, I I just enjoy watching the games. And then when PG hit the uh, the wedgie three the other day, I don't think I've laughed that hard in a long time. It, it's it's pure comedy and like when the trade happened you know i was like well the clippers really you know the the sixers really got nothing but they did because they got rid of Harden, who you know has helped maxi and like He's i said they got the such. role players you get Batum, you get Roko, who are nice solid wing role players and you're gonna end up getting a first pick and the clippers they have no first pick now until 2032 wow, for a while yeah like and they they don't really have any young players you can say what you want to say about the lakers doing the trade they did with the pels but you know the pels are still a mess like they're under 500 you know they've had all those picks that they got from the lakers and the bucks and they haven't really hit on a lot of those the lakers have drafted well you know getting max christie getting ar we'll see how jsn um jsh turns out and maxwell lewis and all those but they they still bring in a constant set of of young talent and know how to groom young talent. And the Clippers have not been able to do any of that. And I I just, I mean, I would not be shocked. Like you look at where they are right now. They're what they're three and seven. And you look at the top 10 teams that are in the playoffs. I think those are the team, the 10 teams that are probably in the playoffs, Denver, Dallas, Minnesota, Houston, OKC, Sac, Dubs, Lakers, Suns, Pels. And the teams out are jazz Clippers, Spurs, Portland Grizz. I think that's what it is. I guess the only team I could see them maybe jumping would be the Pels because the Pels are all over the place. And the Grizz, I would I would say they would, but they're so down low, and I just don't think they're going to be able to bounce out by the time John. They're just having, you know, Brandon Clark's out. Now Marcus is hurt. Steven Adams is out for the year, so they're not going to be able to bounce back. I think the Clippers are going to miss the playoffs, and I believe this year OKC gets their first-round pick. <laughs> yeah, I mean –
0: they're in a lot of they're they're in a hole, and I mean like, kind of I I agree with your position where like Pel's are a team where you don't know like they have all the talent in the world, you just don't know what's gonna ha- what what is gonna show up, uh night in night out. Yeah. Brandon Ingram like Lakers drafted him he's one of those guys another guy who Lakers drafted really well with, um but he's been inconsistent. Zion we always know that his injury concerns are are CJ's are really out
1: high. for who knows how long.
0: Yeah with with, with the the lung stuff like yeah. They're they got a lot of other questions, but if it, if everyone's healthy, um I like the Pels over the Clippers. Oh,
1: way more than them. Yeah. yeah. Like uh, even the teams that are out of the playoffs, like that jazz team I'd like more than the Clippers. Like if, if so if, if I if I say like, hey, we're firing Tyloo and we're not doing anything GM wise, like we're making you the head coach of the Clippers, I'm assuming in that final two minutes, James or Restbrook are both are not in your final lineup.
0: Yeah, I I probably would resort more to James Harden over Russ Westbrook because of this. Even though he doesn't shoot the ball well all the time, he still has the element of shooting the the basketball ball. And he's not as, to me, as erratic as Westbrook. Yeah. Um, So I think I would lean more towards James Harden. But I wouldn't be opposed to not having those guys in the game because uh, as much as I love watching Brody, as a like as I when, I when I watch basketball, he makes so many ill advised plays, just he pushing does. the ball or just like turning the ball over, taking bad shots or like so many. And then defensively, he'll he'll gamble. Like he makes a lot of ill advised plays. So with everything situated around him, I think he's fine. Like if they were to move Kawhi or whatever and get spot up shooters, now you have like PG is a spot up shooter and all spot shooters around him. I think he can he can thrive in that role and he'll have good numbers. But he's he's not a winning player. You can't win no. with um, sporadicness all the time. I mean, you have to be able to count on things, you know? Um, yeah. But
1: yeah. Yeah. It's uh, that trade is a really, and I, and I mean, I get it from the owner side, Balmer, you know, they have this new arena. They're trying to make a mark. They're going to be in Inglewood. So they want to go into that, that arena with the bang with talent, but
0: they're, they're actually, they're actually really, I think I saw something where like all four of those players can be a freezer next year.
1: Uh, Harden is, I don't think PG is. I think PG and
0: Kawhi both have like player options, so they can opt out of them next year. And I think Russ. Only, here. I think Russ only signed a one-year deal with this option.
1: Russ and Harden are definitely free agents. I'm not sure about them. I'll just double check their payroll quick here. Yeah. I'm, uh, what do we got here? Um, you're not Ron, so they all—they both have player options. Uh, well, no. So the year after, nope. Yep. So this is Harden's on a player option this year. So, yes, technically, if Paul George and Kawhi wanted, they could be free agents next summer. Yeah. So they could lose
0: all four of them next year.
1: Wow. And PJ Tucker as well.
0: Yeah. So they can, they can essentially, like, if, if this shit. Russ
1: is on a two year deal. So Russ has a three million deal this year and four next year. So Russ is the only one technically guaranteed money right now for 24 25.
0: Yeah. So if this is a down year, shit year, and like those three guys walk or whatever, the four, four guys, or whatever walk. Um, you're left with no stars, no draft picks, you're the little brother in L.A., and you're moving yep. to an arena. Like, what is there to hang your hat on after that?
1: Well, let's just say, for example, Bronny gets drafted somewhere else, right? Mm-hmm. Bronny goes, he gets drafted by the Grizzlies, right? So LeBron's like, fuck it. Okay, I guess I'm going to go to the Grizzlies for this year if that's what I wanted to do, right? Mm-hmm. All of a sudden... There's open cap room, and you get to go across the hallway and play for the Lakers. Now, Paul George can say all the bullshit he wanted to say that he grew up a Clipper fan. We know that's bullshit. There's all of a this, sudden, he's like, you know what? Ah, uh, yeah, I want to be a Laker. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. That I mean, like, I think
0: <sighs> that would be crazy, for one. I think um, i talked to a lot of L.A. people um, and, L- and Laker fans, um, and there's not a lot of if any Clipper fans in LA.
1: No, it's because the tickets in. are cheaper for basketball. You can go watch whoever you want because the tickets are cheaper. Yeah,
0: yeah. So Clippers are kind of in this weird position right now where the next two years we can see a very, very, very different Clipper team.
1: Um Yeah, that yeah. is I did not know that. That is crazy that they could lose PG, Kawhi. And I mean, if you're Kawhi too. Why would you want to stay around Paul George? Maybe he'd want even Paul. You know, I, I see I would say right now of the guys I've seen the best over the last this year, I'd say Paul George has impressed me the most on a night and night basis. Almost, he almost single-handedly beat the Laker team. He almost single-handedly beat Denver the other night. Yeah,
0: yeah. By himself. Like he had like a 20-something point. Like, like he's he's been playing really good basketball. And like what makes it even even really worse, like I think PG and Kawhi are actually
1: playing well. They were, actually, actually, they actually were. Little... This, like I said, <laughs> I mean, before the Harden trade happened, they were actually making it work. Even if you look at that Sun series before Kawhi got hurt, they were making it work against the Suns. And I think if if Kawhi didn't get hurt, they'd probably beat Phoenix.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's it's, it's possible, man. It's just it's it's, it's it's very uh it's weird how things are working out right over there in uh the basement.
1: Yeah, uh, and I expect them to stay down there. Uh, as far as everything else kind of goes it's all very uh even keel right now no one's really separated themselves so I the Pacers have been I think it's I've seen a few people say oh the Pacers surprised me but no Senator and I talked about this they're just a really deep team and Halliburton's such a stud I'm not very shocked right now by the Pacers I mean you know you and I as Laker fans we had our eyes on Turner and uh, Buddy the year beforehand but they just you know having that talent there like I don't know like where they are standing in the in the grandiose side of the East right now. I think it's between Boston, Philly, and the Bucks, and then everybody else, you know, we'll see what happens. Even I guess you gotta have some respect to the heat, but Indiana is making a mark and may surprise some teams. They could maybe get out of the first round because they have like a nice deep core and they got Brown. And I've liked what I've seen from the Pacers so far.
0: Yeah, I mean like what what I'm seeing from Pacers right now, they kind of remind me of like every traditional uh, but like you look at a lot of these like uh small market teams, yeah, um, and they k- kind of all look the same when they're at their peak. So like this Pacers team right now reminds me a lot of like that Blazers team with like Brandon Roy, yeah, and, um, that's a great Dave point, Lizard, and like those guys were like they're young, they're they have one All Star, maybe they have a young guy coming up. Like they got a lot of pieces there, but at the end of the day, I don't think anybody on that team is uh, a difference maker. And what I mean by that is, like they're, they're, they don't have like a take down. They don't have somebody who's like this can this this player can take us over the home. The last person that I seen that was kinda like that at, and when he was at his peak was like PG. When PG was yeah. playing with the Pacers and um they were going up battle they're battling with like the Hitos and stuff, like PG was basically at stardom. He was basically like we we're looking at him like with Braun and all those guys and that like, he had got hurt, you know, but most of these small market teams, they have to build it from the inside out. They got to draft well. They got to uh, acquire talent through, like, smart trades, you know. Um, I think Indiana has done that, and they have a very, very deep roster.
1: Uh, last thing, then we'll get you out of here, because I know you want to go watch your football game today. Um, the Bulls. So they're 4-8 and eight right now, and they're making the discussion here if they're going to blow it up. They have a lot of interesting pieces, obviously the Lakers, are interested in all those pieces. You know, I have kind of talked about this briefly. I mean, and I think it's been a very diverse situation with Laker fans about their interest for Zach Levine. I'm personally not interested in Zach Levine. I want Caruso. I don't think, let me put it this way, I don't think the Lakers, it's smart enough to blow up that core of what they built with Rui and Vando and AR, and even D'Lo, just to get a Zach Levine because we've seen how three stars work. This team doesn't need three stars. They need consistent defense, smart play guys to get open. And we saw that that's a team that got all the way to the Western conference last year, but bringing in the Caruso was huge because they are missing the Dennis Schroeder type of player. When D'Lo, you know, struggles from the field and can't play smart defensively. That's where I think they need a guy like an Alex Caruso. And that's the guy. I think it would be a nice trade for the bulls too. If you can you know, get a Jalen hood, Safaro. Um, who could you know come in there and be a young guy that you can mold because they don't really have a young talent and and he would be a perfect guy to bring in there, but Demar would be interesting, but again i don't I don't know if I'm willing to trade a an AR or a vando or a Rui at this point. I like those players and I think they work well with braun uh where are you for the first for the Lakers and the bulls kind uh, of discussions we've seen and and by the way they they can't do anything still for a month until the fifteenth
0: I think. The the Debo trade is absolute hell no. I just think we've seen what having a ball dominant mid range scorer beside yeah. Braun and AD can do. Mm-hmm. We we we've seen that, and he's an LA kid like the other LA kid. Uh, went to USC. Other LA kid went to UCLA. Like they're through, yeah. through LA kids. They want to be Lakers. So I know Demar all Demar also came on and said that he thought he was a Laker. Um, on uh, yeah. JJ's podcast. Yeah. So it's like the same scenario, and I I, I just don't think that works. No. Maybe if we made that move before we got well Russell Westbrook, maybe then I would say, oh yeah, I can see this working. But right now we've, we've seen we've seen it already. We know it's not it, so that that's that's out the window. I like the Zach Levine trade um, because I think Zach Levine is two times like he's like double what uh, Russell is like. The answer Russell a good game for the answer Russell is what he what we saw from him from him the other night. 28, 30 points, six rebounds, six assists. Like that's a good game for him. You know what I mean? 100. A good game for Zach Levine is fifty one. So I think that's the difference um, between those those two players. I uh, guess they're both they both have their defensive um, hustle. I guess questions. Um, and I think they both have injury concerns. It's like no, like not not huge injury, injury concerns, but they have injury concerns. But I think. Zach Levine is the better player. He shoots the ball well. He's a star. Um, I think there's that. Um, the only thing that makes me kind of um, hesitant about the trade is the amount of stuff we're giving. We would propose supposedly give up. So like, I think I saw it was like Delo um, Rui. Rui. It was like a draft AR. pick. A R. Yeah, like and then also that kid, um, Dylan so Hood. He, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, all that for AC and... Zach. I, know, I wouldn't do that, personally, because I think you have to keep... You can't get rid of both Rui and AR. No. That's that's where I'm like, this, this, like, you lost me on that. If you would have said, okay, we're going to put Vando and AR, then I'm like, that makes it a little bit more like, oh, like, I think that makes more... That, that, that can make sense. Because Rui can, Rui can play that Vando role. Obviously not as good of a defender.
1: Better offensively.
0: You know, he's better offensively, and he can he, he can he can play that role. And Cam has kind of turned into like our other de facto defensive player right now. He's
1: know, like, and he's our Malik Beasley. He's our yeah. Lonnie Walker. He's yeah. our Lakers rehab your career guy that we seem yeah. to do every year now.
0: Yeah, yeah. So 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 Cam is that. So I just don't know. Um, yeah, no. Like they're it's gonna be interesting. I'll leave at that.
1: I mixed on it because the salary is a lot like it's 40 this year 43 next year 45 in 2025 and then an option for 48 and I just think there's better options down the road if I'm the Lakers I try to get Alex Caruso because it's a cheaper deal I don't think they give up as much and if I'm them I'm just monitoring the situation in Philly that's what I, I'm keeping that space open to monitor what's going on in Philly that's with Embiid things? yes because yeah, so, right so, now they're happy but you never know
0: you would try to put AD and Embiid together, or you try to do AD and Embiid I think swap? I would
1: do AD for Embiid.
0: Yeah, like, if Lakers can pull that off, great.
1: Yeah, um, that's why I monitor. I don't want to blow up my cap just yet, because I think the pieces are there. And we haven't seen this team fully together with Gabe, with Vando, everybody healthy. Yeah, We've yet to see that Laker team fully healthy yet. So before we kind of destroy things, and they're 500, and they've had... Two bad losses—the blowout to the Rockets and last night to the Kings—were two bad losses.
0: Bad losses, yeah, yeah.
1: And like, um, I, yeah. I think if anyone should be trading for Zach Levine, maybe they should be like the Raptors. Should be a team know, that right, looks good. The Raptors
0: are inter- interesting destination. Um, uh, very interested. like I also saw like Miami.
1: Saw so Miami, I'm, yeah.
0: I'm not sure if they're a real fit, just because like, like. He, he would be like their dame because like, no they'll go after them like he would be there yeah, and then guy. him and
1: jimmy with the ball i don't know if i like that
0: i don't know if i like it either yeah yeah so that would be interesting like Zachary i just want Z-
1: alex caruso back i want caruso back on the team man because yeah. he is per- like we miss dennis the yeah, lakers man. really miss and dennis and ar oh my god it'd be great that'd
0: be, that would, that would be amazing that would be an amazing time yeah
1: It'd be great. Well, just that backcourt at times, if you needed to, right? Like if you just had AC and him, like it'd be great. Mm -hmm. Uh, That because they're, they're missing. Like like I said, I would, Dennis had this defensive identity to him and offensive side too, that we're missing and Caruso could bring that. And that's what I think they need to bring back. Cause you could have a lineup of um, AD Vando Braun, AR and Caruso. That is, that's tough. That's yeah. tough to go against for defensive purposes. Yeah, and I think that the
0: thing that Dennis brought that they didn't have, that they don't have right now, that they kind of got when Dennis kind of started when he came back. Uh, he brought like a like a grittiness and like a he toughness, did. like a. They're missing that. Like, like Dennis, Dennis, like, like he, he brought that kind of even the whole stuff where they're where they're, they're, they're doing all this stuff like yeah, all ice and stuff. Like I know I know I know when Dido first got to L.A., he was doing the ice in the veins, so doing that stuff. But yeah. like, um. Dennis brought that. The whole team kind of jumped onto that that kind of that that kind of dog in your face. That's tonight. what Gabe was
1: supposed to bring.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Gabe hasn't brought that. I think that has been evident has been missing this year for sure. Like,
1: yeah,
0: you look at that team and you're like, there's not really a guy there where you're like, he's a little crazy, you know. Like, if something goes wrong in LA, if there's like a fight or something, who's something who's somebody that I think is gonna jump in there and like not not, not necessarily fight, but someone's gonna be like
1: a a Draymond put the headlock on.
0: <laughs> not a Draymond, <laughs> not, not a Draymond, but but someone who's to be there and can kind of like be that. No, nah, like we, we don't we don't play that way. Like Bron's not doing that. 80s not doing that. No,
1: you know. in the past it would have even been Javale. That's why I wanted yeah. Javale back.
0: Yeah, exactly. Javale. Dwight Dwight Howard might have done that mm-hmm. stuff. Um yeah. I think that Dennis kind of has that kind of that in him. I think that's You're the right. one that we're missing
1: this year. You definitely are. So. We'll see what happens. I don't think anyone's going to be able to do the Zach trade until December fifteenth. That's when things will open. I mean, Demar trades a lot easier to swallow. I mean, again, I don't want the Lakers to get Demar, um, but it's twenty eight mil and he's a free agent next year. So somebody will add a Demar DeRozan because that's a nice piece if you're going for a championship run uh, down the stretch. So somebody Rose, will go for him.
0: Rosa is still a very good player. He still, still easily gives you twenty two a game. You know. He yep. still gives you that and, and, and some and some games you might have you might give you a 40, 45. Like he still definitely has that in him. Um, but it has it has to be right, right situation. Uh, I don't think Lakers are, are that fair right now. The
1: piece I'm looking at here in the polls, if I'm if I'm the Clippers, I don't know how you make it work, is I'm looking at Vooch. He's got 18 this year and then 20 and then 21. I don't know how they do that, but that probably involves something with you know Norm Powell and a few other pieces. But if you can get Vooch. Maybe you get rid of Brody in this, and then maybe Brody gets waved or something like that afterwards, but that's the player, if I'm uh, if I'm the Clippers, I'm like, how do we get Vooch? That's the guy that could change a lot of things, because at least then you have that big, and he's up and down. You know how he plays? He's not the Vooch from the Magic days, but at least then you got a guy that could bang in the paint with Jokic, with Sangoon, with AD, with Cat and Gobert. At least you have that.
0: Funny you mentioned that. I talked about my friend the other day, and... The one player who I would, like, want to look at if I was Clippers is JV.
1: JV's another JV, great one. That's a good one, too.
0: JV would be really, really, really dynamic with this group because he brings up toughness. Mm-hmm. He's big. He's able to shoot the ball. He he, he passes the ball well. He's not
1: super expensive. Um, no, that's a great point. $15 million and he's a free agent next year. Yeah. So, so like like JV's that one guy where I'm like, if they
0: can find a way to go get him, I don't know how they make it work financially. Uh
1: you just get the Norm Powell. Norm Powell makes 18 million. You could dump Zubach as well. Zubach is 10. Terrence Mann is 10. Plumley's 10. The problem is they don't have picks, but you could yeah. probably, if you're them, convince the the Pels, hey, take this young guy and Terrence Mann and take Mason Plumlee. So there's your 15 right there. Yeah. And then give them just a bunch of second round picks. I'm sure the Clippers have some second round picks. That's the trade. It's right yeah. there.
0: I think I think he, he, he gives them everything. Um, yeah.
1: But, yeah. I like that trade. That's a good one. We just solved the Clippers, make it happen, <laughs> yeah, work it yeah. out. Actually, I you know, I wouldn't mind it. The Lakers. That's see that that like, I think a lot of teams get so caught up. We need to get the third star, we need to get the third star. And I, I think if you learn for what the Lakers did with their run last year, you don't need the third star. You need to work around the edges. And so that's why like for the Lakers, like I don't want to give anyone big just to get like a $40 million bloated contract that may not work. Cause we dealt with that with Brody for a year and a half and it, and nobody wants that deal. So I'd rather have a Caruso or if you can, you know, midway through the year if the Lakers can go and get a JV and have him next to Anthony Davis. I would way much prefer doing that trade than Trading for Debo or trading for Zach.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, I agree. And, Like, even if we look at the last, people want to discredit it. I, but I've talked to a lot of people. They say it th- was the toughest one. Um, but you look at that championship run. Oh, the bubble. Yeah. You, you look at the bubble and you look at what Dwight Howard did with
1: Jokic. Joker,
0: yeah. Right. And he, he bullied him. He, he put, like, they had length. Um it was a lot of good basketball and AD was able to kind of play free. Obviously, AD was playing out of this world, Ron. KCP was like hooping, Morris, like there was a lot of people, Rondo was dope. coming in, had, yeah. big, had big minutes. Like that that was a total team effort. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Frank and Frank Vogel wasn't kind of getting in the way as we kind of know that he he likes to do, getting his own way. Um, yeah. but yeah, I think I think that was an interesting team, you know? Yeah.
1: Absolutely. All right. We're going to wrap it up right here. Thanks everyone for listening to the ISO until the next time folks. Cheers and enjoy the games people. Peace.
0: Thank you for listening to the Fresh Tape Network. Follow us on social media platforms at Fresh Tape 42.